News of the Week. Quick Thoughts About Recent Developments by Brian Cates. The Recent Twitter Madness. I follow the Crazy Days and Nights blog where entertainment lawyer, who runs the site affectionately referred to as Enti by regular commenters there, Enti is one of those assuming the fake news coverage of Elon Musk's hostile takeover of Twitter is accurate. This has led Enti to believe what we've all been observing for the past three weeks, ever since Musk let that sink in by walking through Twitter's HQ doors, literally carrying a mobile sink, are the actions of an angry troll disappointed he wasn't able to back out of the Twitter purchase deal and so has been throwing an ill-thought-out public temper tantrum on his newly and reluctantly acquired social media platform. From Crazy Days and Nights, blind item number two. The Singing X says the celebrity CEO is feeling very Hunter S. Thompson-like as of late. That is fine for some gonzo journalist, but is that how you want a CEO of multiple companies? Blind item number seven, May 13th, 2022. The celebrity CEO is just blowing off steam. He realizes that he has overpaid for the bird company. The problem for him is that his objection is financially immaterial, and he publicly complained about the issue before signing the deal. The merger agreement allows the bird company to take the celebrity CEO to court and force him to close the deal. The only way the celebrity CEO can get out of the deal would be if the financial books were completely fraudulent at the bird company, which they most certainly are not. Best case for the celebrity CEO is the bird company knocks a dollar or two per share off the price to allow everyone to save face. When the celebrity CEO takes control of the company, he will slash expenses to the bone and there will be massive layoffs. July 11th, 2022. The bird company anticipated weeks ago that the celebrity CEO would try to weasel out of the deal, so they hired the top law firm in the deal litigation field several weeks ago to start working on a draft complaint against the celebrity CEO. It will be ready in a couple of days. As I have been telling you, the Bird Company has the right to compel the celebrity CEO to close the deal, which they will. He will end up owning the Bird Company, perhaps for a slight discount to the originally agreed-upon price sooner rather than later. May 17, 2022, the celebrity CEO is selling stock in the Rocket Company. As I told everyone, he signed a deal to buy the Bird Company, and they hold all the cards now. If necessary, the Bird Company can get a court to force the CEO to close the deal. Expect more rage tweeting in the meantime from the CEO as he is upset at overpaying for the Bird Company. End quote. Back to Brian. In fact, if you read everything that Antti has said about Musk over the years, he's convinced, due to the rumors he's heard, that Musk is an actual criminal who should be in prison. April 15th, 2022, from Antti. The celebrity CEO is a criminal who made $150 million plus and knows nothing will happen to him for his crime. Meanwhile, someone not rich who steals $20 could do and not likely up to a year in jail. Back to Brian.
Like a lot of people in the mainstream media, Enti has a very jaundiced view of Musk, which leads to his instant dismissal of any narrative that doesn't fit his view of the South African billionaire. Given that Musk has been rubbing shoulders ardently with the Hollywood crowd that Enti covers and is very familiar with, it's understandable he would see Musk as just another rich pervert. But it should be remembered that until he decided to run for president as a Republican and he began his orchestrated exposure and dismantling of the deep state during his presidency, this is exactly the same view many had of Donald J. Trump, a sex-obsessed rich guy with too much time on his hands and too much money buying himself public attention and fame. However, I've always thought actions speak louder than words or rumors. If what you think someone is keeps being overtly contradicted by what you are actually observing them doing, perhaps it is time to reassess what you think of them. That's how it went for me with Trump. Since after he won the 2016 election, after having been very publicly never Trump during the election campaign, I said I would fully support him and hope for the best, while I was privately expecting the worst. It was not until I had actually observed Trump's actions in office for some number of months, four to be precise, that in June of 2017 I told my Twitter followers that I had changed my mind about him and was now an enthusiastic Trump supporter. A lot of people had expectations about how it would go when Musk was forced to very reluctantly assume ownership of Twitter. Since developments have occurred so swiftly, here's a brief recap. One, the day the purchase deal was completed, Musk walked into Twitter HQ carrying a mobile sink and tweeted, let that sink in. Two, Musk then promptly fired the entire Twitter executive board and most of the executive staff. Third, Musk proceeded to fire almost two-thirds of Twitter's employees. This led to massive expectation on the left that Twitter was about to stop running and implode. Instead, the service seemed to be running better than ever. Colin Rugg, November 26th. Can someone tell me what the fired Twitter employees did all day? No, seriously, Elon fired 75% of them and Twitter still works the same. Elon Musk replies, better. Fourth, the new CEO then insisted on a new work ethic in a company where several employees have been captured on undercover videos boasting they only worked around four hours a week. This prompted several hundred of Twitter's remaining staff to quit in protest. Fifth, Musk then quietly removed the hashtags that had been used to drive much of the underground Twitter child pornography slash exploitation market and only began publicly commenting on it when platform users who'd been tracking the issue publicly thanked him for addressing that after Twitter's old regime had ignored public complaints about it for more than 10 years. Sixth, the new CEO then began banning 
all the Antifa accounts that had been using Twitter to promote and organize violence. Plenty of people had publicly complained about that too, and Twitter staff had done nothing. Ian Miles Chong, still gray, November 25th, breaking. Antifa extremists publicly stage plans to commit arson attacks on Tesla locations in response to Elon Musk banning them from Twitter. Elon Musk responds, concerning. 7. Musk has spent the last two weeks very pointedly engaging in direct Twitter conversations with markedly conservative-leaning accounts on the platform. Some examples. Michael Tracy, November 28th on Twitter. Twitter policy in 2015, before media-slash-activists lobbied for the company to become a giant online daycare center, no direct threats of violence. Beyond that, Twitter doesn't mediate disputes between users or remove offensive content. If you feel a law was broken, contact police. Elon Musk. This makes sense. Liz Wheeler. November 21st. Can we take a moment and thank Elon Musk for ridding Twitter of child pornography and child trafficking hashtags? Of all the battles he's fighting, this is the most important. Think about how many little children he's saving from sexual abuse, exploitation, and torture. I could cry. Elon Musk responds, this will forever be our top priority. Strangely enough, the left-leaning accounts on Twitter don't seem to care all that much about the child porn issue on Twitter and haven't been engaging Elon to thank him for finally dealing with it. Go figure. The Hodge Twins, November 26th, quote, out of the big five social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, TT, YouTube, and TWT, Twitter, only one allows free and open speech even if it goes against the media's narrative. Twitter, and it took a billionaire to buy it and fix things. Otherwise, there wouldn't be free speech on any platform. Scary. Elon Musk replies, true. Alyssa Milano, November 26th, I gave back my Tesla. I bought the VW electronic vehicle. I love it. I'm not sure how advertisers can buy space on Twitter. Publicly traded companies' products are being pushed in alignment with hate, and white supremacy doesn't seem to be a winning business model. Hodge Twins. Volkswagen was literally founded by the Nazis and Hitler. Clown emoji. Elon Musk. Laugh emoji, 100%. Lots and lots of Antifa stuff scrolling through. For a long time now, conservatives were otherized on Twitter and viewed as second-class citizens on what was deliberately being turned into a leftist, woke echo chamber. Leftists were in the driver's seat. Wokeness ruled supreme on the platform. And then someone let that sink in. This trend of Musk Interacting positively with the wrong side of Twitter has the mainstream media blue-check fact-checkers extremely upset. Under Twitter's old ownership, fake news outlets like Media Matters knew they had the full backing of the Twitter staff for their narrative control efforts. Now, Musk is directly telling them all those days are over. However, 
Musk has now compounded his crimes with the left by engaging in two very distinct acts of treason. 8. He took a poll of Twitter users about reinstating President Donald J. Trump's banned account and promptly removed the suspension. Ninth, Musk then took a new poll about instituting an amnesty for Twitter's millions of banned accounts that never broke any law or engaged in any spamming. When the majority of voters said yes, Musk announced a mask Twitter amnesty would occur. If this Twitter amnesty does indeed happen, that means millions of new human users on the platform, many of whom will return to saying the exact same sort of things that got them banned under the old Twitter ownership. Of course, Media Matters and the lying fake news insist it was hate speech and spreading misinformation that got those accounts banned, so they're very, very upset that Musk says he's going to do this. But all the returning conservatives know the real score. They know they were banned for telling the truth and defying the old Twitter regime's iron-fisted attempts at complete narrative control. Because Musk insists that accounts that were banned that did not engage in violating any law or spamming will be reinstated. This means all the accounts banned as a result of having been involved in the Q-drops from 2017 to 2020 will be reinstated. That would mean that reading and examining the Q-drops will be far easier than it is now when one has to constantly use sites like the Wayback Machine Archive to find out what some Twitter user has posted that Q referenced in a drop, since getting quoted by Q was almost an instant ban by the old Twitter staff as it frantically attempted to interfere with the spread of quote-unquote misinformation. Just as the narrative controlled by the bad guys is being severely weakened and compromised, especially by having had Twitter seized from them by Musk, a Q community now well-trained in information warfare and educating the general public is headed back to that platform. This is going to have direct repercussions on the cabal's ability to invent and launch fake scandals while simultaneously attempting to suppress and hide real scandals from the world. Because Twitter is far more than just the United States. It is a true international media platform. So, while some people see Musk as just a disgruntled troll angry at the world and out to burn his new acquisition to the ground, that's not my take on what he's doing. He's fully determined to turn Twitter into not only a profitable company, but also a vital worldwide platform for free expression and conversation, which it certainly wasn't before he got there. The Brunson case. I've watched other commentators on Truth Social and Telegram, such as Just Human and Tracy Beans, get criticized and attacked for telling the truth about the Brunson case. People who are actually knowledgeable about how the Supreme Court docket works are now having to correct the record after some social media influencers created the impression that because the Brunson case made it onto the docket, 
This means the SCOTUS is ipso facto now required to hear it. That's not the case. In fact, most cases that are filed on the SCOTUS docket are not heard by the nine justices and ruled on. After lots of social media buildup by people who don't know how anything works, it's going to be incredibly disillusioning for many of the Supreme Court does not take the case and hear it and rule on it. And it's very likely the SCOTUS never takes the case active, never hears arguments from both sides, and then makes a ruling. Being honest is sometimes difficult in the face of people's frustrated expectations and hopes. But if you got into journalism to follow the crowd, you're doing it wrong. Keep your eyes on Arizona. There will be developments. The Maricopa County officials engineered another rigged election, as was expected. They were forced to count the votes for more than two weeks before finally announcing they were done. This spectacle has continued to wake up honest Americans everywhere to the fact that in many key counties in key states, the local officials have been deliberately creating massively dysfunctional election systems in order to rig outcomes long after election day has come and gone. Maricopa County's board had a meeting for the ages, as citizens let them have it for running a deliberately incompetent midterm election in which a reported 49% of the very expensive machines accidentally malfunctioned on election day, the true number of county voters who were disenfranchised by this deliberate sabotage may never be known, but it may be as high as 100,000. The good news is they've never tried this on someone like Carrie Lake, Mark Fincham, or Abe Hamaday. The fight for election integrity is going to be ongoing in Arizona for some time. Secretary of State and supposedly Governor-elect Katie Hobbs is scheduled to certify each Arizona County's election results next week on Monday, December 5th. Expect as many as four lawsuits to be immediately filed if Hobbs moved ahead, moves ahead with this fraud. I would love it if Hobbs turns out to be the first arrest that proves future direction. Surprise! The Balenciaga scandal isn't going away like Pizzagate did. About three years ago, when someone first explained Pizzagate to me and showed me some Q-drops, I laughed out loud at the idea that there was an organized, satanic cult running much of the world from the shadows. But after I bothered to actually research this myself, I'm not laughing anymore. I believe these Q-drops are accurate, and many of these Satanists from the bloodline families who control much of the Hollywood music, art, fashion, and entertainment worlds have had no problem openly boasting through art and advertising symbolism about their secret practices because they don't fear us. Most people wouldn't believe it anyway if you told them and they fully count on that. Their symbolism will be their downfall. While they had full narrative control, Pizzagate was successfully finessed into a stupid conspiracy theory that could be easily dismissed. Why, only QAnon idiots believe that stuff. But this is five years later, and Balenciaga is off to a far different start.
a very different start. For one thing, instead of blowing off all the criticism after being exposed as having paid for an ad campaign, making use of vile child porn Easter eggs, Balenciaga issued a series of defensive statements after first firing and then suing the photographer and the ad agency they paid to produce the offending images. You know what's very different from 2016, 2017 when Pizzagate occurred? The ground has shifted culturally very much from five years ago. The mainstream media's dismissal and outright lying about one scandal after another in one long, unbroken string has severely damaged the bad guy's narrative control ability inside the American public square. How many recent mainstream media hoaxes did you fall for? Russian collusion, Trump called neo-Nazis fine people, Jesse Smollett, Bubba Wallace garage pull, Covington kids, Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot, Kavanaugh rape, Trump pee tape, COVID lab leap was a conspiracy theory, border agents whipped migrants, Trump saved nuclear secrets at Mar-a-Lago, steel dossier, Russian bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan, Trump said drinking bleach would fight COVID, Muslim travel ban, Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, Andrew Cuomo, best COVID leadership, Trump built cages for migrant kids, austere religious scholar, Trump overfed koi fish in Japan, build back better, will pay for itself, Trump tax cuts benefited only the rich, cloth makes ma masks prevent COVID, COVID. If you get vaccinated, you won't catch COVID. SUV killed parade marchers, etc., etc. Not to mention the fact that the conservative MAGA Q army of researchers, journalists, and investigators has grown exponentially since 2017, and many of these people have become expert digital soldiers in the art of what General Michael Flynn refers to in his forthcoming book as Fifth Generation Warfare or Information Warfare. Within 48 hours of autistic frog researchers noticing the direct child porn Easter eggs not so subtly hidden in the images of Balenciaga's holiday and ad campaign directed at kids, it had gone so viral so fast that Balenciaga was cornered into issuing an apology while all the celebrities involved with the companies lost their tongues. While all the big celebrity Hollywood stars loudly and publicly dumped on Kanye West after his latest antics of openly talking about the secret Jewish bloodline families that run everything from the shadows, they all fell strangely silent as the Balenciaga scandal imploded. It turns out, absolutely indefensible and revolting images involving children were littered all over the company's Instagram account, and now that the spotlight was on this issue, the exceedingly strange people involved in developing the revolting pictures were dragged out into the sunlight, such as Lata Volkova. Below is one of the milder images found on this person's Instagram. Kim Kardashian waited six days to find her voice, and then only to talk about how shocked and outraged she was to discover these unsavory things had been going on at Balenciaga's advertising agencies without her knowledge. But of course, she's lying about not knowing. And it looks like she only found her voice after working out a payment from Balenciaga to finally speak out and start defending them after a week of bad press. Come crazy days and nights. 
blind item number 10. It is pretty telling that we are now several days into the designer disaster and are discovering even more awful things about the company and the people they hired. But no one in charge of any of those decisions has been disciplined at all. Oh, and the reality star asked for more money from the company to stay on. After almost six years of celebrity stars being paraded in front of the country to promote the woke bullshit, here we are with a massive scandal that all these same stars are keeping their mouths shut about. And don't think people aren't noticing that.